Hey there, it's Lacey J from Space Bear Media, the makers of Lost in My 40s. Did you know that you can go to spacebearmedia.com right now to access all our content, including our weekly video pre-shows where your hosts ponder ethical questions related to the week's episode and answer some fun questions just for, well, fun. Speaking of fun, if you have it, thanks to our content, please consider rating or reviewing Lost in My 40s on your favorite app or recommend us to a friend who loves Lost. Welcome back. It's Lost in My 40s. We are here with season two, episode 20 already, somehow. It's called Two for the Road. It's an Anna Lucia episode. It's a Christy episode. <laughs> Anna Lucia is the new Shannon. Is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, as promised, we have a special guest today. Uh, my other friend of 20 some odd years. His name is Caleb. He's married to Christine. He's here for emotional support to get her through this horrible, horrible Anna Lucia experience. Caleb, welcome. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. It's so nice that you're here and that you let me talk you into this. I'm very excited. <laughs> so, uh, as our listeners already know, Christy and I met waiting tables way back in the day, and uh, you were also there waiting tables with us back in the day, yeah? I still have dreams about that place. I haven't met so long ago. <laughs> Literally in the middle of the dream while, while Pete's going off on me in the dream, I'm like, I don't need this job. I have a really good paying like, <laughs> day job. job. <laughs> so, Caleb, tell us, please, how many times have you seen the show Lost and are you a fan? Um, yeah, so Christy and I, um, she was watching Lost at the time and I was watching Battlestar Galactica. So we, I said, you know, if you watch Battlestar Galactica, if you start watching Battlestar, I'll, I'll watch Lost. Sounds like a win-win to um, me. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Caleb, you are a screenwriter. Want to tell yes. our listeners a little bit about that and so they understand the perspective that you're coming from when we talk about the uh, writing of the show. Uh, well, I'll, I'll start by saying that I've never written in TV. It's, right. it's a little different. Um, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, even, I mean, from the macro to the micro, there's a lot of different concerns when you're writing for uh, episodic or even serialized um, narratives. So, but yeah, um, writing has always been a thing I've really enjoyed. And uh, so, yeah, when I went back to school, um, I went back for film production and, and uh, you know, kind of took a couple of courses, you know, to kind of formalize, I guess you'd say, my knowledge of screenwriting. And kind of started to dip into it and take it more seriously. Um, and then I started to uh, provide coverage. Um, I did that for about a year with a service out in LA. Can you explain what coverage means? Uh, so basically what happens is they, most, most agencies, talent agencies, studios, et cetera, have readers and they provide coverage. Basically these are people who uh, are reading scripts. That's all they do. They get paid to read scripts. And then they basically get paid to either to, to provide an in-depth look at um, the material itself, what's good hmm. about it, what's bad about it, what could be improved. Uh, and as silly as it sounds, one of the most important parts of that is, uh, depending upon the reader, is the pass or fail. Um, 
I can tell you in my time reading the two scripts that came across my desk that I, I passed, which were, I think there was only like a handful that I, that I said, Hey, consider this. Mm-hmm. Um, one was at the time it was based on a, a Japanese book. It was called all you need is kill, mm-hmm. which is what became, I forget what it's called. Edge of tomorrow, live, die, repeat with Tom. Cruise. Oh, Oh, wow. Um, Interesting. So okay. came across my desk. And then uh, Jackie, which went on to be made with Nellie Portman, was another one that I that I sent up. Uh, oh, wow. Because it was really well written. Nice. I think about five years ago, I reconnected with a high school friend um, who turns out is a producer and director out in L.A. Um, and then after working with him for a little while, um, a small production company he'd been working with had approached him about adapting a book, and he really didn't want to do it. So he asked me if I wanted to take a swing at it. Ooh, that sounds like and, a big, a big yeah. assignment. <laughs> I guess it took about four years um, working with the production team over there and uh, rewriting. A, di- a director came on board, um, a Canadian kid. And uh, uh, yeah, right now it's sitting uh, on the desks of Amazon and Netflix executives. And that's oh. kind of where things are sitting right now. So huh? Nice. Yeah. So what's interesting about that is when you talk about how that process took you four years. And I don't think a lot of people realize how long it takes a project from beginning of screenwriting until you actually see it either, you know, on TV or the movie screen or whatever. And uh, what you were talking about earlier, if I want to circle it back to Lost, about how some of uh, the Writing was challenging because unlike a show like Battlestar Galactica, where you basically have the same cast from start to finish, with Lost, they lost, lost, haha, a bunch of characters just to, some were contract issues, some didn't like uh, how their character was written and left the show and things like that. And so when that happened... Some party too hard. Yeah, some party too hard. Getting arrested. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. But when that happens, that's going to complicate your writing process because all of a sudden you've got to have a story either with a new character or without well, one you expected, you've, right? You've got to be agile. You've got to be agile, though. Trap doors. Because, yeah, that stuff <laughs> happens all the time. You know, as a side note, I did get to uh, the producers of the, of the movie that I wrote... Um, actually came to me for casting suggestions too which was kind of fun oh that's cool so so like when you were writing this did you have somebody in mind kind of thing were you picturing an actor or or what uh my friend has uh, a long-standing relationship with um god what's her name i don't know (laughs) three billboards (laughs) oh Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I immediately saw her face and then I was like racking yeah. my brain. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Francis McDormand. Um, well, and she would be perfect for the role that he wrote that she oh, yeah. went up for. So so the the whole driving the whole driving narrative is that there's a a, a woman who was a very wealthy socialite uh in, in the sixties and seventies and whatnot, and uh, ultimately develops a neurodegenerative disease it's never explained in the book whether it's als or ms or something like that Uh and she's in the waning the waning days of her life and she calls up her uh deadbeat son basically and says hey you need to come home this weekend so when he does and he gets there she says okay either you're going to kill me this weekend or i'm going to do it myself i'm going to the problem is her her body is so racked with the disease that she she can't do do it Yeah. Oh, man. So, um, well, when this show airs, I know what our uh, ethical question will be for the pre-show. <laughs> 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 yep. Um, all right. So, yeah, 
let's cross our fingers. Hope uh, Frances jumps on the project and we all get to meet her <laughs> and then go to the Oscars when your screenplay is nominated. Uh, yes. <laughs> Don't get your <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> Back to the uh, task at hand. We are here to do Two for the Road with uh, Christy and Anna Lucia. But first, Ben, could you... <laughs> I think that was for Anna Lucia, not you, Ben. Yes. But um, could you please update us on where our power rankings were after last week? Yeah, there was not a whole lot of movement in... Uh, oh, we surprise! Just had, yeah, <laughs> surprise. We still have Echo kind of riding uh, the top of the plateau. He hasn't been going up, but he hasn't been going down. Jack's been He's making up some <laughs> ground. He's riding on top. I can get him to top. go down. <laughs> I bet. Echo's a top, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a top. Um, so we have uh, Jack moved into second place. Uh from out of the top three, he had made up a lot of points. And then uh, Kate in third place with Hurley falling out of the top three. And the bottom of the barrel is pretty much the same. We've got Mr. Cooper at the worst. And then Charlie, who had actually come up over the last couple of weeks, um, you know, from baby napping and all that type of stuff, mm -hmm. kind of has mm -hmm. a tendency to get you on the, uh, on the uh, shit list. And then we have Henry Gale rounding out the bottom three. Henry Gale, yeah. So I'm going to have a few things to say about Henry Gale today and, and being in the bottom and how Ben has uh, shifted my thinking on Henry Gale a little. So until then, Christy, why don't you tell us all about Anna Lucia? All right, if I have to. <laughs> don't it's, don't it's worry there's not much more she, of this for you she doesn't, yeah. Yeah. she doesn't exist she can't hurt you hon i know, I know. <laughs> all right so we start off nighttime on day 63 um we're in the jungle with kate jack and michael um they're trying to wake michael up and jack is like he wants to take off in the direction where Michael came from. He thinks yeah, he's ready to whip some go. ass. Yeah. He's ready yeah, to whip some and, other ass. Yeah. And Kate's like, no. And he's like, the others must be nearby. And she's like, he's alone. He needs our help. We need to go back to camp and get him back there. So Jack throws him over his shoulder and they go back to camp. Can I ask um, a question? Does anybody here think that, you, that they could just like pick somebody up and throw him over their shoulder? Is that like a thing that you could do? Imaginary not, people, yes. Unless they were like, yes. 75 pounds or less, I could do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. The way he just kind of flung him over his shoulder, I was like, all right, yeah. Jack, just take, take yeah, your I shirt mean, there's off. Not, not, not a whole lot of like in regard for sacral health there. Like, I feel like you just do that. <laughs> ah, my back, fuck. And then, yeah, then you're just, then you're just like fucked. Like can you, you imagine being, you know, kind of our age and then throwing your back out in the middle of the jungle. No, dude, I threw my back no. out a couple days ago because I yawned funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, at least this time I'm it wasn't the washing machine. <laughs> well, that was when I broke my rib. <laughs> right. Doing laundry. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. A, I, yeah, we know. I pinched a disc in my neck once when I was at work cuz I literally was looking at one monitor and then I looked at the other. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Neck pain in oh. my forties. It's a thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, sorry, Christy, go ahead. That's okay. Um, so now we're in the hatch and Anna is slicing up some fruit and Locke is snoring in the bed and we go into flashback one. She's doing it um, sexy though. Like she's not, it's not just mm. slicing fruit. She's doing it sexy. I don't know. Man, that, that fruit was awful goopy. I don't know if you guys <laughs> noticed that. It was. Yeah. Anna Lucia makes me goopy too. <laughs> yeah, me too. 
don't, I don't, look, no, goopy's not a word that you want to be, I don't think. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that does sort of imply like an infection S- or something, something. Something's out of balance. <laughs> Your yeah, pH yeah. is a little off. <laughs> And that, so, if, when that happens, that means you get you know, a yeast you know, infection. You know, but you run, running around in jeans, on like those low-rise jeans on the island for weeks on end, you know, it's mm-hmm. probably an eventuality. Your pH is going to get a little thrown. Oh, my God. It's probably so <laughs> gross. I, yeah, we can talk uh, about that a little later in the episode, too. Well, there you go. You yeah. know, she, she's, cutting yeah. up some, she's cutting up some melon, some melon and some cottage cheese, you know. Perfect meal. Yeah. <laughs> or they, they do have a shower. Do, do you think the Dharma the Initiative is like dropping monosil? <laughs> just in case. Monostat. 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 Yeah, right. What did I say? Monosil? I don't know. the guys know what it is and you don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I use it for, uh, I use it for um, uh, like athlete's foot. Yeah, it's because, yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. It's all yeast. It's, I haven't yeah, had many yeast infections in my life. I did get one right after Ben and I started dating early on because we were fucking so much. And he was coming inside me a lot. And I went to the doctor. He was like, I think I have a yeast infection. Where's this coming from? And he asked me a bunch of questions. And then I don't know, finally at the end, guy. he goes, ah. <laughs> <laughs> he, was like, he was like, well, I think you should probably tell your boyfriend to pull out from time to time. I was like, oh, God. And uh yeah. So at least yeah. he was like cool with you about it and wasn't like reaction from your doctor, right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> sure he's probably seen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> My boyfriend's dumping me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty you can see it on the lady. notes on the notes you take home with you, just fewer cream pies, and you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> need to reduce your cream pie. From <laughs> being a pharmacist c- is looking at the handwritten prescription. She's like, "What's his blood?" <laughs> 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 oh, I see. It bleh. says here. It says here you're a cum dumpster. Is that? Is that <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last Fuck. time I went to the gynecologist, she said, "I'm mind you, I'm 46." She goes, "Well, your vagina doesn't look like you're in menopause," and I'm like. I- <laughs> I don't. It's in menopause. Yeah. I said, well, tell that to the night sweats. And she goes, oh, then you're premenopause for sure. I Uh I don't. I can. I I am assuming that that means the older you get, the less blood flow. So maybe. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. My periods. Yeah. My periods have gotten very uh, much lighter Uh. as I've gotten older. But yeah, I feel like I kind of want to skip menopause and just have a hysterectomy because I know I'm not having kids now. Why not just have it taken out? But that's really hard to do. Most people don't know that if a woman <laughs> wants to have her wants a hysterectomy, like doctors won't do it as an elective because they tell you we have yeah. gotten he- we have gotten here from goopy fruit. Oh, yes. goopy just fruit back to hysterectomy. Goopy fruit to, to you, you discussing your 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 plans for your reproductive hysterectomy. You yeah. generally have to have your husband's consent in That's most right. cases. That's what it it's is. Very you have to difficult have your to find a doctor wow. who will do it. Yes. Uh, without your husband's consent. It's I have a friend. Ridiculous. I have a friend uh, that I worked with in veterinary medicine who has a disease that if she was to get pregnant, she would die. She cannot have children and can't find someone to give her a hysterectomy just in case mm. someday her husband might want to have children. It's disgusting. So. Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> now that right. we're all depressed. <clears throat> back to yeah. 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 Serious, <laughs> seriously. Anything I'd say for let's, me to not let's have get on to talk track, about but I don't, Lucia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. So, goopy fruit. 
so we're in the flashback number one. Anna and her partner uh, Abraham pull into the parking lot. Abraham, the police parking lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of goopy fruit, when did we, we see were him just the, the other day, quick, Ben? Did oh, you God. mean to be making pancakes? <laughs> oh, uh, Band of Brothers. That's where we we just saw him the other day in Band uh, of Brothers. Yeah. We were watching that. Yeah. 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 Bull. Yep. All right. So they get out of the car. Abraham books it. Uh, and Anna's mother, Captain Cortez, approaches. Um, she's like, you know, you look tired. And then she's like, where were you last night? Anna says that she was at home watching TV. And her mother says, well, what were you watching? Just and say mash. Anna stares at her. Mash? <laughs> yeah. Mash, it's always much. on. It's always yeah. on. So just just say mash. All right. So, yeah. So Anna doesn't answer the question. She just stares at her mother. Uh, and uh, Cortez says, let's go for a drive. Um, she takes Anna to the morgue. Um, and they're standing over the dead body of the man that Anna murdered in episode eight. Um, Whoops. Her mother asks now, if she remembers Jason McCormick. Why did she take her to the morgue? Like, I understand for the set dressing, they needed to have him laying there to make it dramatic. But, like, would you really go brave L.A. traffic to drive to the morgue to show her the body? Or would you just say, hey, <laughs> this guy ended up dead. You know, Absolutely I think you might be involved. Three hours on the tent. <laughs> exactly. You never know what lengths a mother will go to to prove a point to her child. Yeah. Well, been in LA yeah. Yeah. But have you driven in L.A. before? I have no. not. It's no. fucking awful. No. Okay. It's about it's, as it's, bad as the Capitol Beltway. Yeah. It's yeah. Terrible. It's it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, I imagine maybe if it was me, if I was Captain Cortez, which sounds like a pirate name, but um I would think maybe <laughs> it would maybe it would be harder for Anna Lucia to deny it if she if it was staring her right in the face, this dead body, right? Like that maybe it would shake her a little, which it didn't. She remained obviously stone cold through the whole scene, but uh that's a sort of an explanation, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Well the, yeah. the thing that also killed it for me is that like let's I, I don't want to go down another, you know, I don't want to derail again, but let's be honest, like um police culture, that sort of thing, you're not gonna be shaken by staring at a body that uh, somebody you just Oh you just yeah. Okay. Yeah. Took out yeah. Like that. It's so yeah, it might it might actually get her a little it caused her to lose her fetus too, so yeah, that's yeah. true. So maybe, yeah. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And just FYI, Caleb, uh, it's okay to derail. It's kind of what we do. <laughs> no, <laughs> we started on tracks earlier. I was okay, going to well, say, we, yeah. To get back on track. Okay, um, all right. So, yeah. They're in the morgue. She asks Anna if she remembers Jason McCormick. Um, and... Captain Cortez is like, you know, a w very suspicious that Anna said he was not the person who shot her, um, even though he confessed to it. Um, and then he turns up dead, um, and it's obvious that he's been executed. Yeah, it's fairly obvious um, what happened. <laughs> yeah. And and she says to Anna, any or no, Anna says to her mom, any idea who did it? And her mom says, yeah, Anna, you did. So Anna just says, I guess I should get a lawyer. Um. Her mom says that she'll help her out, but if not, Anna should at least remember that she's a police officer and she should respect that. So Anna hands her mother her badge and says, I quit. And goes to join the Fast and Furious family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right. I think the Fast and Furious was pre-lost, though. 
I think was she was it? in that family. The first already. one? She was well. during and post. Where's, yeah, yeah, where's Derek? Number Derek's, nine or something. Then. She, Derek's they, fast they, they with the Google. Number, she died in those movies, and then they brought her back, of course, just like they've really? done a couple Did of times. Did they really? Yeah, yeah. She, oh, she died sake. in like the first one, I think. And then, I've only uh, seen the first few, but I don't remember, because I think I watched them when they came out. I'm the first one was 2001. Oh, yeah. so it was first. Yeah, the 2001, first one was three, good, six, nine. The first mm-hmm. one was good, but I liked it better when it was called Point Break. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Far superior that's movie. That's true. Far superior. Far superior. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, Anna quits. Uh, now they're back in the hatch, and Anna goes into the armory where she, you know, where Henry is. Um, and he's apparently on a hunger strike, so she asks him how long he's going to keep that up. <laughs> right? What? Yeah, I wouldn't want to eat that goofy fruit ice. <laughs> 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 All right. So oh he's sitting in a corner just, you know, with his legs pulled up. Uh, he's still all bruised and beaten and his hands are tied. And she says, did I ever tell you I was a cop? I've been around a lot of killers in my life. You know what surprises me most about them? How much they love to talk. Pot kettle black. Henry. Hmm? What'd you say? I said pot kettle black. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, she's a killer and she's fucking she's talking. talking. She's monologuing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he kind of mumbles something and she says, what's that? And he mumbles again. And then she's a fucking idiot because she like leans <laughs> into his face <laughs> and tells up. him to speak up. And he stands up and punches her. She falls back. He pins her to the wall and starts strangling her. Um, and while he's choking her, he says, you killed two of us. Good people who were leaving you alone. You're the killer, Anna Lucia. And then from behind, he gets hit on the head with a crutch. Um, <laughs> Anna's gasping, and Locke says, I guess he started uh, decided to start talking, huh? And then we get the <laughs> lost title card. Yeah, nobody chokes Anna Lucia without consent. Oh, <laughs> well, <Yeah>. that's true, <laughs> too. Sploosh. <laughs> I bet she likes it, though. Yeah, she likes to get choked, for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, Locke drops the comedy, and uh, I love it. I guess he decided to start talking. <sighs> All right. Now we are in flashback number two, and Anna is working TSA at an airport. <laughs> Nobody um, in TSA has ever and will ever look that good. Ever. Nope. Just saying <laughs> no, that. Yeah. Never. Never seen mm-hmm. one. I, nope. I'm not a fan, I, but I, I, I will say I, that I, she is the best-looking TSA agent I've ever seen. <laughs> I, there was a very attractive one in Denver, Colorado, when I was moving through there once, but I was not in her line, unfortunately. Oh, uh, you saw you saw the one. <laughs> it's wild that you remember that. The one. There's one. There's one that exists, that. and she is in Denver. <laughs> we know this now. And she is in Denver somewhere. Well, this was many years ago too. So. And they aren't upgraded with yeah. TSA pre-check either, because I have that. They're just the same. So. Yeah. You know what sucks about that, man, is I have that too, and and nobody told me that you actually have to go and input your flight information. So I was standing in a damn line a couple weeks ago. For at, at the TSA pre-check, and like I got almost to the front, and the lady looked at my ticket. She's like, "No, this is the wrong line." I was like, "I've got the thing," and she was like, "You actually have to like go online and put your information." And I was yeah, you like, put oh, your redress really? number or whatever oh, into when you buy the ticket. Oh, <laughs> fuck. otherwise you won't get the boarding pass that has it on there. That no sucks. Life. That's yep. dumb. Anyways, yeah. So yeah, so Anna's working TSA, and then the scene just kind of jumps to her sitting at an airport bar. Uh, she orders her tequila and tonic again, which is still just weird. Um, <laughs> and Christian Shepard is a couple of stools over. 
He asks her if she's had a long day, and then he mentions that she wanded him earlier, and she's like <laughs> trying to ignore yes. him. Yeah. Wizard. Yeah, so. <laughs> <Shut up>. <laughs> 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 that is the job, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I gotta say, exactly. Christian Shepard's got fucking game. He does. Oh, he's, he's got, got, he, right? he's got yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, he orders a drink and then he asks her how exactly one gets into wanding. Um, so. Well, let me tell you what I found at my grandparents' house this week, last week. <laughs> oh, my oh, yeah. Cleaning out grandparents' house, you find uh, some strange things, huh? Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, well, you know, when my um, my stepfather's uncle was a really interesting guy. He worked for the CIA, and he was stationed in Germany in the 60s, so uh, you can imagine. I mean, he was basically a spy. He kind of admitted that later, but couldn't talk a lot about his work. Uh, And he was also uh, homosexual. And when he died, my parents cleaned out his uh, brownstone down there in D.C., and found a giant black dildo in a dresser. And yeah, and are still to this day laughing about finding that. But I mean, that's, you know, I mean, fuck, if I died right now and somebody went through the house, they'd find a dildo in every room, basically. So it happens, you know? How did he die? We found him impaled on this device with a smile across the face. Nah, I mean, really, he was just in his 90s, but he still had that big old black dildo, so uh, I guess, you wow. know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not sh- I'm not shaming my grandparents for any of the stuff I found, but it, it was just I, it was just a little bit of stuff. Unexpected. Bit of okay, so he orders a drink, and he asks Anna how one gets into wanding, um, and she just says, one stops being a cop. He says, what a coincidence. I just stopped being a doctor. Um So they start to chat and Christian tells her about his son ratting him out and he lost his license. Anna kind of laughs and she says that she doesn't think that parents and kids should work together. Um, Oh, well. Yeah. So then he's like, hey, I'm going to Australia. You should come with me. Um, Sorry, what? Like a security detail. (laughs) Excuse me. More like he needs that, but (laughs) Jingo. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So he says whatever it is that he's doing down there could be dangerous and fate brought them together to help each other. Mm. Um, And she's like, you know, we don't even know each other's names. And he tells her to pick a name for him. She says that he looks like a Tom. And he says, Tom, what an excellent name. And you should be a Sarah, which we all know is Jack's ex-wife's name. Yes. Thank you. So this is what I have in my notes. Does anybody else think that that's weird that he picked his yes. daughter-in-law's name? Like that's weird, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. Your name is Christy. Very... You're to respond only to Christy. <laughs> <laughs> He's not talking about you, dear. He's channeling uh, what's his face from American Patrick what's Bateman. American Psycho. Oh, American Psycho. Psycho. Thank okay. you. I, I kept wanting to say horror story, but I knew that wasn't right. No. I think that I've seen that once, but I think that I've blocked it out because I don't remember really. American Psycho. It was a couple of years ago. You had never seen it. You insisted on it one night, and we watched it. And I think I really think you didn't think much of it. Uh, Yeah, people. I think it's a great movie. Very few people walk away from the movie saying, "Hey, I don't know. It was kind of. It was okay." People either love it or they're just like, "I don't. I love. I don't dig this at all." Yeah. 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 It's up there with Requiem for a Dream. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally. 
Mm-hmm. Lacey made me watch that movie, and at the end of it, I was like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big, the big, well. the big difference is that American Psycho is a comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. Requiem for a Dream is probably one of the more depressing it, films. It's a, a drag can through watch. the mud. Yeah, like yeah. I'm glad that I watched it. It was an incredible film, but I don't ever want to watch it again. So the fact that yeah. you're like, "Hey, this is this movie, and I've seen it, and I think you should," so let's watch it together. And I'm like, "What? What? What's wrong with you that you would want to see that again?" I don't yeah, remember. I finally getting railed. Yeah, there's that. That's nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, ass to ass. Now I'm thinking about that scene. Jesus. Uh, so I didn't remember that I had made well, you don't get fruit watch goopy. that. You know what movie you made me watch? <laughs> oh my God. You uh, you made me watch Oh Brother Where Art Thou. I hadn't seen that. And we got really oh, stoned and watched that in your house when you guys were living with Shannon. And That was an I've incredible seen, movie too. Oh, so good. It was, that was when I fell in love with George Clooney. It was like, oh my god, he's this is amazing. Like he's an I actual. I fell in love with legit. George Clooney the first time I saw him smile. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I, I thought she have... was a horny toad. <laughs> All right, so going back, so on that tip, horny. Going back to Christian Shepherd and his bodyguard. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Excellent segue, my love. Oh, I love it. I love it. Caleb's keeping us on track. <laughs> <laughs> island um and anna is like starting to stitch up a cut on her forehead and libby sees her and she's like what happened um and anna just says i cut myself shaving Uh, Hmm. libby does not laugh um and so anna tells her that the guy in the hatch tried to kill her anna's like you know i'm fine but he won't be um and libby just says anna don't do anything stupid um so to, I think that which, even though it's only been 63 days, Libby knows Anna pretty well. Mm-hmm. To which Anna replies, do something stupid, like accidentally shoot somebody again. Don't worry. Oh. I won't accidentally shoot somebody again. No, no. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Locke is in the hatch. He's examining the blast door areas in the ceiling of the hatch. Um, and then it changes to him opening the hatch door. Uh Henry's inside looking menacing and he says, you know, if you've come to apologize, I forgive you for hitting me with your crutch. I'm so glad my head didn't break it. Um, and Locke's like, why? And Henry pauses and says, that's a broad question. Why is he so funny? <laughs> he's he's really very clever. Is what it boils down to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Locke explains, you know, I was helpless when I was trapped by that blast door, but you helped me. And he wants to know why. And Henry says, that's because you're one of the good ones. Oh, he's really working Racism. Locke now, isn't he? Oh, so manipulative. <laughs> I wrote, ones. he's still manipulating Locke. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Henry is like, it doesn't matter anyway because I failed my mission, but I was on my way here to get you. Um, and either Jack is going to kill me or my people will kill me for failing my mission. Um. One of the things that he says in this scene, too, when he's talking about, like, why his own people would want to kill him, and he says, 
that he's lost his value and that the man in charge is going to be mad. So it's like, again, he's mentioning this overarching sort of man in charge yeah. that we've the never Wizard met. Of Oz. And, right. and he yeah. says, he is a great man, but he's not a forgiving one, was one of the yeah. things he said there. So is it Jehovah? <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, it's funny that this is coming from Henry Gale because it is very Wizard of Oz-like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true, Absolutely. right? And they do have the episode, The Man Behind the Curtain, I think, is in season three. Is, uh, oh. Well, yeah. There we go. Okay, anyway. so now we're out in the jungle, and Lacey, I love the way you, you wrote this when you wrote What did the... I do? Okay. <laughs> Sawyer is using a pole to poke mangoes from a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I can put Sawyer and Poke in a sentence together, I like no. that. No. I think he just smells like menthols constantly. Seriously. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a mix between that and Axe body spray. Yeah. And Jack Daniels. And Jack Daniels, yeah. I, I oh want you a little continuity note here. I want everyone to notice the, the color of all of the mangoes. Just take note of the fact that they are all bright red. Yeah, I remember that. Oh. Yeah, so he's okay. poking the mangoes. Um, <laughs> and Anna shows up and she starts picking him up. And he's like, hey, get your hands off my mangoes. My bright red mangoes. My bright red mangoes. That's right. Uh, oh she asks, she's like, I need a gun. And Sawyer's like, go get one from your buddy Jack. Um, but you know, he's traipsing around the jungle with Kate and she's like, if you've got a problem because he's making time with your girlfriend, don't take it out on me. Mm. Um, didn't, and didn't Hurley say making time with somebody or in an earlier episode? Is that like a, I swore, time? I swore. Yeah. You I thought Hurley had said before. that in a previous episode and it's just, I, not, no, no, I it's not something I'd ever heard before. Either. Yeah. Making no. time with someone. Yeah. No. All right. No, it's. I've got something that's like just beyond the reaches of my brain where I can hear an actor. Oh no, Ghostbusters! Yeah, he's making time with your would-be girlfriend. Would-be girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, There you go. Wow, that's right. My Um, would-be girlfriend. Yes. There you are. So yeah, so Sawyer basically is just like scram, get out of here! I'm not giving you my gun or my mangoes. So we are in flashback number three, and we see a clock. It is 3.51 a.m. Anna gets out of a hotel bed, and she starts drinking. Like um, you do. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're in a hotel. That's fine. <laughs> Still on there's LA a knock time. On the door. Yeah. So there's a knock on the door, and before she can answer it, Christian is yelling for Sarah to open the door. She does, and then she comments, you know, four days of drinking and doing nothing, but now you need me in the middle of the night. And he's just like, it's time. Oh, yeah. Come on. Need that is calling, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Goopy. And these are mangoes. These are mangoes. <laughs> Goopy mangoes. Ooh. <laughs> All right, so Anna's driving a car with Christian Shepard as the passenger, and he... I, I do for mangoes. Oh, my <laughs> God! <laughs> oh my god all right so (sighs) christian tells her to pull over and she's like you needed protection in the suburbs you know (laughs) um he's just like stay in the car and he goes and knocks on one of the doors um and anna can watch and kind of hear what's happening 
So a woman with long blonde hair answers the door. Um, we hear Patsy Cline playing. That was, um, I couldn't track it down. Yeah, yeah. it's Walking After Midnight, Patsy mm. Cline. It's a good song. Yeah, so Christian is screaming at this blonde woman that he has a right to see his daughter and how he what? pays the mortgage on the what? house. What? Right? What? Um, Guess he didn't use protection I, that time. Oh. <laughs> it was goopy. But now we know why Australia, right? Now we know why Australia. Yeah. yeah. So the, the woman starts. Ew. <laughs> ew. I'm just going to keep going. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you actually don't know that, Derek. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. So the blonde woman tells him to get out and she's trying to close the door and Christian is trying to bust his way inside and Anna comes running and she drags him away from the house. Um and he's pissed. He's like I was just having a conversation with the lady. Uh-huh. Um and the the lady screams back, "You need help!" before slamming the door. So no that worries, I'll be dead in 24 yeah. hours. <laughs> yeah. 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 So now we have Saeed digging in the sand. Um, I, and Hurley I, just comes up and says, dude, nice hole. Hey, hey. hey. I don't know if Saeed uh, thinks you're his type, Hurley. Yeah, oh, the way he's like, he yeah. just says, like, you know, what do you want, Hurley? Like, he's a what, four-year-old. What who's do you want, Hurley? Asking, yeah, asking too yeah. many yeah. questions. Yeah, so Hurley is asking for the radio that uh, played the Moonlight Serenade a few weeks mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, you know, I I want to, like, play some music for Libby. Um, and he's like, you know, it doesn't even really work. And he's like, that's okay, as long as I can hold it over my head. And <laughs> Saeed clearly doesn't get the reference, so Hurley awkwardly tries to explain the scene from Say Anything. In your eyes. <laughs> the light, the heat. Just yeah. in case anyone else uh, doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Said could not care less. Uh, and he tells Curly <laughs> that if he really wants to do something special for Libby, he should take her to a beautiful beach three kilometers from the camp. <laughs> um, not four, but three kilometers. Yeah. Three. Not three kilometers. And then three put kilometers. Your finger in her butt. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right, so, um, and Saeed, when he's telling uh, Hurley about this beautiful beach, he he looks gutted when he says that he took Shannon there once. He does look sad. Then she got a shot. And then she got, yeah, I was like, oh, you mean the one, Shannon, was she the one who got shot? Yeah, never mind, I'll pass. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just thinking about this whole beach. Okay. Yeah, we don't. I don't, I don't. We don't want to take the girls to the beach and then have them get shot. No, we don't. Oh no. yeah, yeah that, that, let's not have that happen. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So Jack is trying to wake up Michael, who is still unconscious. Should have just comments. choked him out right there. Could have this whole thing <laughs> yeah. been over. But he should have been yelling, Michael. <laughs> Michael! <laughs> <laughs> Like, son does that a couple times, right? Michael! (laughs) Michael! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, So, Locke makes a comment. He's like, well, your plan must have worked if they gave you Michael. And he's like, no, it was basically a coincidence that Michael was there. Uh, There's no way the others would have let him go in the hopes that we would have kept up our end of the bargain. 
Um, and, and Jack is just annoyed with Locke. And he's like, do you think that they're on the honor system? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, so no, now we're they back are in without the jungle. honor. <laughs> we are back in the jungle and Sawyer is walking around when he hears a rustling. I was going to say, I just, I actually wanted to read my notes here from this. Um, yes, please. Back to Sawyer walking around the mango stream. Anna Lucia again. They fight. Soya presses her hip down, and I think my wife just came. <laughs> Lacey probably did too. I could hear it from here. <laughs> Can you imagine what kind of gnarly shit is up in their taints? <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> Getting back to our previous discussion oh, about being shit, on the it's funny. And- yeah, yes. it's funny so, that you say that because stay tuned for who I fuck later in this episode. So. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll, I have to admit, like, like literally, they, his hand like pushes down on her hip, and I was kind of uh-huh. like, hmm, mental hmm. milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so back back to oh this uh, with him walking around eating a mango. I want everyone to look at the color of the mango that he is eating. It is very green. Uh, green this time? Uh, is yeah, it green? green so oh. so it's either either he's he's putting them in his backpack to ripen, and he uses another backpack that that he eats them out of, or he's 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 got a whole operation going on in that backpack where mangoes are both ripening <laughs> and being used for eat. The number he had had when he was knocking them off the tree leads me to believe that there was an error in editing. Oh. The continuity person is off for, for, or he's colorblind. Is he colorblind? Yeah. yeah. Wait, it, but a ripe I mean, mango would be the red one, right? The green would be unripened. So he was eating the unripened one. But all the Caleb ripe ones were coming off the tree. Pears. Really? Yeah, unripened pears. I'm just, I'm just saying that when he was knocking them off the tree and putting them into yeah. his backpack, they were all red. Now he's walking right. around a few minutes later eating them, and they're not. So I see. Well. You should write so a letter. Unripened in his backpack. They unripened, which wouldn't surprise me. The reek of menthol and whatever else he smells <laughs> of. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, it could be the island too, right? Oh yeah, that's true. That's he always smells, the answer for everything. I don't Magic know if this island. is a smell, but he smells Kid Rock. Ew! <laughs> ew! Ew! <laughs> <laughs> Whew. All right. A trailer with 30 years of nicotine died into the wallpaper. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Capri Sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. Christy. I need to pee. Oh, all right. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so much better uh christy get us back on track please yes okay so sawyer starts saying come out come out whoever you are anna clears her throat and sawyer says what have we got here was little red riding hood and gonna follow the big bad wolf back to his big old stash of guns (laughs) and she's like well just give me the one that you have on you and he says no she laughably tries to punch him he yeah. easily dodges out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she does take him down and they wrestle a little bit. And Sawyer ends up on top. Um, and he says, what you going to do now, muchacha? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. We'll give you, that, give you that goopy fruit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Taint likely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. 
So she stares at him for a second, and then she kisses him. And then they mm-hmm. start tearing off each other's clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the camera moves away, and we see the gun lying amongst <laughs> their discarded clothes. And it was at this point, during my first attempt to watch this episode, that I wrote, I can't believe you're making me do this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had assigned the episode before I realized you hated her. So I know, uh, but, yeah. you know, it did take me three tries to get through it. So Oh, my God. She can't hurt you, baby. So, she can't hurt you. <laughs> Not do you real. Think, was no, this her plan the whole? Was it her plan the whole time to fuck him and steal the gun, or did she just get turned on? She's impulsive. That's I don't think that she problem. got turned on. I think that she decided. I think it was her plan. To fuck him yeah. for the gun. Yeah. Fuck yeah. him for the gun. Yeah. Okay. That's yep. what I, I was thinking. It was her plan the whole time as well. I don't think that it was her plan the whole time. I think that it don't just think kind so? of happened. I think that when she, you know, realized that he had bested her and he was literally on top of her, she's, she's like, like this, this is my last. Yeah, her original plan was to kick his ass and take okay. the gun. Yeah. Exactly. I see, yeah. I, she I, gave I, her ass. I disagree. I think I think she her goal was to was to fuck him. Yeah, see, I think she I, knew, so, so, so she I think it was a setup for to get to that point. Her, that's her what I was home. thinking too. I think I'm on Kayla's because side. Jack is with Kate and all that. And, well, no, yeah. because like we just said, she laughably threw a punch at him. Like, I think she was going uh, for, <laughs> let me try to fight him and then let that's it turn the into play, sex. Throw a punch. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking was the, the, <laughs> my, the, my, guess, the my guess is a cop wouldn't try to try to throw a right hook for their first punch like that. Like it looked really, really wild, which I, w- yeah. I would. Uh, she comes well, off. Cops just pull the gun first and shoot yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's white, Derek. What are oh you boy. talking about? Oh, you're right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. So we are in flashback number four, and Anna and Christian are sitting in a car outside of the bar where Christian ends up meeting Sawyer. Anna wants to know who the blonde woman is, and Christian just says she's a very long story. Um, he calls her Sarah and she says, it's Ana Lucia. He says, well, I'm still Tom. Um, already. Yeah. And, and she calls him pathetic and he embraces that title. So she wants to know why he's sweet ass I am. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anybody catch the midnight cowboy reference there? Sawyer? No. I'm walking here. No. Yeah. Hey, I'm walking oh, yeah. almost, here. Almost gets run into. I'm walking here. Uh, oh, yes. You're right. Yeah. I, I didn't catch that. You mean that's what also Sawyer ends up says, in Forrest right? Gump? Yeah, it also. Yeah, yeah. okay. It, uh, it's one of those things where, if I'm recalling correctly, the the that was completely unintentional in Midnight Cowboy. The the cab drove through the the uh, yes. like protective uh, the there's no the don't come in here signs basically, and and Dustin Hoffman staying in character. You know, hey, I'm walking really? down here. All this stuff. Yeah. Oh, isn't oh, wow. that funny how that happens and it becomes like the most iconic piece from the film that's really interesting one of the things i love about the writers of this show is all of those little nuggets that they throw in and references to other you know media or whatever and they do a lot of it through sawyer actually uh where he'll make a comment that will you know refer to something else that uh is you know an interesting tidbit of pop culture or whatever well i go back and forth with it because at times i think it's lazy writing um, really, to and, to uh, hearken yeah. onto something that was already popular, you mean? Yeah, I think like in this mm-hmm. instance, I don't think it's necessarily lazy. I think it's just kind of a fun, you know, nod. But I mm-hmm. think you can be heavy-handed with it too. Um, okay. <laughs> so Anna is asking Christian why he's in Australia, and he says that he's there because he can't apologize to his son. 
Um, and then he points out that she's there for the same reason. They're both running away. Um, he asks her to go into the bar and have a drink or 10 and be pathetic <laughs> together. She says no, so he opens the car door, hits Sawyer with it. This is when we get Sawyer saying, I'm walking here. Um, and so, she like begs him to stop and go home, but Christian says, I can't ever go back. See ya, kiddo. Does anybody yeah. else have a problem with, with there's there's no connective tissue with Anna Lucia's uh, actions here at all? What is it about any of this that decides her to, you know, well, suddenly suddenly go back? This there's there's no, I, I I'm not seeing any any connections in that arc. Yeah, there. There, there's oh, nothing. There. Okay, so let me try to explain it. So, um, the similarities between the two characters, Christian and Anna Lucia, like he says, we're both running away. Christian is going to drink himself to death because he can't apologize to his son. Maybe in her head, what she's doing is looking into the future and saying, okay, I either go home and deal with this thing that I did, or I'm going to end up being this guy who's about to, you know, drink himself to death because I can't face, you know, the, the problems and the things that I did. I think... That could be somewhat of an explanation I, as to yeah. why she like goes to the airport and calls her mom and says, I'm coming home. I, right. I got to yeah. agree with Caleb. I I, th- I think what they know yeah. is they know they're wrapping up her. They know they're going to wrap up her character. They yeah. want, they want to wrap her up on like a, on a, Hey, <laughs> she was strong in the end, but through the flashback, there's no impetus for her to actually do this. They don't, they don't create a situation that's pitched enough where she would go, Oh, Oh, shit i i am pathetic or whatever i should go like that like she just sort of comes to it without without any sort of um yeah trigger the, it feels the, like yeah there's yeah there's no there's no motivation for it there, for 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 her suddenly having this epiphany that you know i have to go do this i mean if if and if and and i see where you're going lacy and i think you could you could also go a couple different ways with it but mm-hmm. there's just there's nothing that they've shown us so far that corrects then that connects directly to what she's seeing Christian Shepherd do. Mm-hmm. It would be one thing if, if you know, I, I, I don't know, somebody, her dad tried to steal her away from her mother or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and maybe that's a little heavy handed, but there's nothing to provide, to provide a clear connection there for me. So that moment, uh-huh. I think really kind of <clears throat> fell flat. Maybe like yeah. when, when, when Christian was at the house and, and they were yelling at each other, she just pulled a gun on the lady or something like that and was like, oh, shit, I really have a problem. I need to go deal with this. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you know what? That's, I, uh, that, that actually makes, I think, uh, that's a little bit for more firmer connection with what we've I, seen I, yeah. her do in the past. Yeah. yeah. But again, it's, it's, it's tenuous at best, I think. Yeah. I see what I, you mean, though, about that, like, that there should have been a bigger catalyst because if you consider what she's doing, like she's going home to be tried for murder and go to prison as a cop, which is going to be fucking horrific. So yeah, you're right. Like just having Christian as a drunk example. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't feel like that would be enough to push her into that. Like if alcohol had played a bigger, yeah, we've seen her with the tequila and tonic, but we've never seen her like, Get wasted. Yeah, like get Christian. wasted and shoot Like, she the didn't guy, kill right? the guy because right. she was a drunk, is what you're saying. Yeah. And so, yeah. the, the yeah. no connection. Like, yeah, like yeah, there's, okay. There's yeah, all these disparate saying. elements that just, that just fail to gain any purchase when it comes to that. You, you, you'll see her okay. get wasted pretty soon. Yep. True. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, back on the island, speaking of getting oh. off, uh, Anna and Sawyer <laughs> are getting dressed post-coitus. <laughs> 
Sawyer's watching her and she says, what? And he says, don't you want Genital my phone warts. number? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Genital warts. <laughs> the don't you want yeah. my phone number line is actually pretty great. He's hilarious. Um, and then she's, she just looks at him and she's like, you know, if you tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. And then she walks away and he really just has the best line here. Cause he says, I guess that takes cuddling off the table. <laughs> so That's we a are great scene. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Um, well, her jeans okay. are tight enough that if her fruit was goopy, you'd probably see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't tell anyone about my goopy fruit. Goopy fruit? Goopy fruit. <laughs> tight jeans? Hey, you remember? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. All right. So we have Hurley um, at the food pantry that's on the beach, and he is putting food into his backpack um, for a picnic with Libby. She sees him, and he immediately is like, it's not what it looks like. I'm busted. And she's like, I'm not here to tell you how to deal with food, you know? Um, And he says, well, that's not why I'm busted. Um, You caught me, and I was preparing a picnic for us. And she's really touched by it. And tells him that that's sweet. And so he asks if she'll still go. And she says yes. And then she says, well, where are we going? And he asks if that that part can still be a surprise. Very sweet. It is sweet. So Jack and Locke are in the hatch when Anna enters. Um, Jack notices the cut on her forehead and he asks about it. Locke jumps in with a lie about how he left the bathroom sink on and the floor was wet and she slipped and fell. Anna just kind of goes with it. And then we hear Kate calling to Jack that Michael's waking up. Michael seems confused as to how he got back to the hatch. And then he found them. uh, He tells them about how he found the others camp. He says that they live in tents, eat dried fish, and they're worse off than the original survivors. He counts 22 of them, but he didn't see their boat anywhere. He didn't see Walt or any of the kidnapped backenders, but he did see a hatch and he is Mm -hmm that Walt is in there. Oh, boy. He told them that they keep the metal doors guarded 24-7 with two people and two guns. That's it. He says that he's pretty sure that's all that they have. Um, and most of them are old or they're women. He says that he doesn't think that he could rescue Walt on his own, so he came back for Jack's help. And he says, as soon as I get my strength back, I will take us there, and we are going to get my boy back. My boy. <clears throat> Car! He's my son. <laughs> He's my son. My son. That's okay, my so. wife. <laughs> Locke is sitting at the computer and Jack comes in to apologize to him. He says that Locke and Saeed were right about Henry the whole time. Yep. Locke wonders what will happen next regarding Michael and Walt. Um, and he reminds Jack that their friend with the beard told them not to cross the line. Jack's confident because Michael said that they could take him. But uh, what the fuck does Michael know? Why are you just taking Michael's <sighs> word on this? Yeah, yeah, well, trusting Michael turns out to be um, yeah, not a good so, idea. Fatal. Yeah. So Locke's on board with the plan. They go into the other room and they tell Kate that they need her help getting the guns back from Sawyer. Anna agrees to stay with Michael while they go. We have Hurley and Libby traipsing through the jungle looking for Saeed's secret beach. 
and she asks him if he's ever seen the Flintstones. He says, yeah, I used to watch it a lot when I was in the hospital. And then he like over compensates for that. And he's like, oh, when I broke my hip. Um, and she asks if he ever notices the scenes where Fred would run by the same thing repeatedly. And Hurley says, oh my God, that he's, she's, yeah, it was, she's so gentle with him. <laughs> she really like, you're lost, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That's just that soft mommy dom. Alrighty. So Hurley's like, you know, I'm not lost. And then they walk out onto a beach and he yells, surprise. And Libby's like, this is our beach. Jin is right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Hurley. So, spoiler alert. My favorite favorite moment from this episode is that look from Jen where he gives her a thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So good. That's my <laughs> I like favorite that. part I really of, this like that. of this episode. Yeah, it's great. It's just like um, a genuine, genuine appreciation on his face. Like, yeah. all right. He's yeah, like, hey, right. Hurley's gonna yeah. smash. <laughs> 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 so uh, she, she points out that it's their beach and she just kind of brushes it off and she's like, let's have the picnic here. Um, I'll I'll set out the blankets and he's like blankets. Oh, dude. He's dude. really 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 nice not hole. very. It was such a great idea, but he's so poorly prepared for this. Yeah, yeah. poor Hurley. Yeah, so she smiles and she's like, "I'll go to the hatch and I'll get blankets, and you should track down Rose and Bernard because I saw them pull wine from the pallet." He goes, "Oh, wine, groovy." <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Does Maybe that... if I get drunk enough, I'll remember where I know you from. Um, <laughs> um, they both walk away, and this is where Jin gives Hurley that thumbs up that Caleb really enjoyed. Yeah, it's and the it's the, the knowing episode, look, too, where he's like, oh, hey, yeah, now. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> yeah. um, too bad there's uh, not going to happen, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, because, you know, Jin doesn't understand, right? Like, he, that's what I like about it so much. Like, he doesn't understand what they're saying, but right. he gets what's going but on. He gets right? it. Like, he's totally like, he's just. And it's just, a, it looked like a very genuine smile and just, you know, that thumbs up was yep. just like killer. Totally. So now we have sa- Sawyer. Sour. Now we have Sawyer. <laughs> Sour. Sour. He probably smells that way. Sure. That's his yeah, attitude. Yeah. Oh, or smell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he's outside of his tent reading the bad twin manuscript and Jack comes over and tells him to put it down. So he's like, no, I'm only like 10 pages from finding out who done it. You actually, By the really way, I'm going to stop us for one second. You, you see what us. I'm holding right here? I have yeah. the book Bad Twin. Yep. I read it back in the day. Uh, I, I am too. committing. I will be reading this book again uh, before our final episode of season two. When we do theories and questions, we're going to have a special section on the book Bad Twin. Uh, Send me so, a message about that and I'll read it too. Okay. Yeah. So stay tuned. We're going to talk about that uh, in a few weeks. Lost Order the book alert. club. Um, so yeah so Jack this is kind of a dick moment he grabs the manuscript and throws it into the fire Um, what the fuck bud it's a little heavy handed in my opinion. I was okay with it he stole all the drugs and guns this guy there's very little entertainment on this island what are you doing burning the only thing to read you could just I stutter when I say he took the guns and drugs. Oh, did you stutter? <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus. 
like no, burn yeah. the fucking book, Even like put his hand months. in the fire and be like, okay, yeah, now yeah. you're going to give us the guns. Jesus Christ, All you right. people. Yeah, okay, good point. So yeah, so Sawyer grabs it out of the fire and Jack starts demanding the guns. Um, Locke chimes in and he's like, where are they, James? And Sawyer Ooh. responds, you too, Brutus. James. <laughs> now we have Kate oh, chiming well. in and Sawyer takes this as a ploy from Jack and says to him, she ain't in my head, Doc. Why don't you two just go play ju- play in the jungle? Okay. Um, <laughs> she so is in Jack your head, points, by the way. Yeah, yeah okay. she's totally in his head. Yes. When, but when we yeah. come back, the guns better be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give us two minutes. Um, <laughs> So Jack Jack pulls his gun and points it at Sawyer. Sawyer tries to do the same, but this is when he realizes that he doesn't have the gun. And he now, calls now, now is when you realize yeah. it? I know. Yeah, yeah, How right. did he yeah. not realize that when he got dressed? Right, and then put it back in his waistband. Yeah. So fucking stupid. Uh, I told you, I told you, uh-huh. Sawyer, Sawyer is always rolling nat 20s or ones, man. Like the, the, the dude has them in between. <laughs> yeah. It's like total lack of awareness throw. Uh, yeah, so he, indeed, he calls Anna Lucia a bitch out loud for stealing his gun, and Jack is like, well, why would she need a gun? And then they <clears> flash <throat> to Anna in the hatch, pulling the gun from her boot. Locke turns to Jack and says, I need to tell you something. Oh, Jesus Locke. fucking Christ, Locke. Uh, come on, Locke. <laughs> <My> God. <laughs> So, Anna Lucia smells smells real bad. Overripe mangoes. Maybe, maybe you could say something. I'm not close with her like that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anna is opening the door to the armory and she slides a Swiss Army knife over to Henry and tells him to cut himself free. Um, and he, Henry says, he kept We need to have a conversation about your vaginal hygiene. That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> that's not your fun facts for today, vaginal hygiene? That, that's what Henry says right off the bat. Like, <laughs> I knew you were coming, Anna Lucia. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else wants you. to I could tell smell you, your Anna. <laughs> yeah, we should really <laughs> not have a conversation about, you know, vaginal health oh, until shit. we get back to another episode with Randy uh-huh. Douchebag Nation. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that would be the perfect time for a segment. Oh, my my cell door is, is six inches of steel and I smelled you coming 30 minutes ago. <laughs> <Yep>. yeah. <laughs> six inches of steel actually is is uh, Henry's nickname. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck all right (laughs) okay so she tells him to cut himself free and henry starts saying he kept saying you were misunderstood goodwin yes he told us all about you anna how he thought you were worthy and that he could change you but he was wrong and it cost him his life anna claims that goodman was going to kill her and henry questions was he was he wait what um, Hold on. <laughs> right. So Anna points her gun at Henry's head and he says, so this is it, huh? And she replies, yes, Henry, this is it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> so now we're in flashback five, um, back to the scene where Jack is at the counter at the, the airport and he's arguing with the woman about, you know, getting his father's casket on the plane. Um, 
Anna's watching from afar, and she takes out her cell phone to call her mother. Now, I, I want I want everyone to call attention to something here. His eyes are incredibly blue in this scene. Jack? Yeah. Jack? His eyes are, are they not blue normally? in this scene. No, they're not mm. normally. I, I'm He's wondering if that's eyes. So if I'm recalling correctly, there's a lot of natural light coming in on that scene in the airport, which uh-huh. inherently is going to tint everything blue. So it was probably a color correction issue. Oh. It was probably something they didn't want to pay oh. a lot of attention to. Attention to. Now that being said, it, it it there could be other meaning behind it, but I want to say that everything in that scene has a slight blue tint. And it it's is probably because of of whatever grading they were doing, or they overcorrected something. Oh, interesting. All right, so yeah, Anna's watching. She pulls out her cell phone and she calls her mother. She tells her that she had run away to Australia, and she says. You knew, so I got as far away from you as I could. But now I want to come home, Mom. And her mother responds, I'll be here when you land, Mia. So Anna's on the couch in the hatch, passing the gun back and forth between her hands. She's clearly full of nervous energy. Michael walks in and asks where everyone went. And she tells him that they went to get the guns back from Sawyer. He questions that, and she's like, it's a long story. Um... (laughs) Yeah, so a long, ridiculous says, well, story. Yeah. So he says, well, at least Sawyer doesn't have the one that's in your hand. She says, well, it's too bad that I can't use it. <clears throat> she tells him about Henry, how he's in the armory. He tried to kill her, but she can't do the same to him. I can't do this anymore, she says. And Michael tells her that he'll do it. They took Walt and he wants revenge. So Anna hands him the gun, gives him the combination to the door. And Michael says, I'm sorry. And Anna asks him for what? He says, um, and, and then he shoots her. Yeah, he did not a word, uh, just hell. right in the yeah. fucking gut. Yeah, he says, I'm sorry. She says, for what? And he shoots her in the gut. Um, and then Libby walks in the room, and she's shocked, and she says, Michael! And he turns and shoots her twice in the gut. Yeah, what, twice? Actually, it's a, a surprisingly yeah. good impression there, actually. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But why twice? Um, why does he shoot her twice? I don't even understand. Like, how did I, you... I think he was surprised by her. It was just yeah. a reaction. Just a little twitchy. Double tapped her, yeah. 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 Jesus. I think yeah, we, so we, he, we didn't understand Michael's skill craft. Like, the dude actually has some serious skills. Because, I mean, uh, for being surprised... Yeah. He, 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 yeah. he went yeah. there and he puts two shots, basically center mass, even at close yeah. range, if you're surprised. That's not easy to do. Nope. And yet mm-hmm. we still don't have a cobbler. Oh yeah, boy. I know. No. I know. Seriously. We're losing our construction manager. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to say that the, the official subtitle for this episode uh, on the actual script is the one where Anna, Lucia, and Libby get got. Really? <laughs> no, oh, wow. no, not really. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, here comes Caleb with the obscure lost knowledge. Never mind. All right. <laughs> All right, so he shoots them, um, and then he goes to the armory. He opens the door, and he stares at Henry. Henry stares, uh, stares back at Michael, and Michael turns the gun on himself and shoots himself in the arm. And Fuck then we get the title screen, and that's the end of the episode. And mm. I remember what? when I first saw this, this whole last scene blew my fucking mind. And then I forgot. So when I was watching this again, I... And it happened. I'm like, oh fuck, yeah, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, they killed two characters. You know, it wasn't just yeah. Anna. Yeah. So, as a side note, yeah. 
Both of those actors weren't they uh, the ones that were partying, got DWIs. Yeah. We've talked yes. about it before how they yeah. were getting so arrested. So they were partying yeah. and got DWIs. I read more about it, and apparently Michelle Rodriguez claims she wanted off the island. She wanted to leave the production because apparently the allergens were too much for her, and oh, wow. they, she had to keep taking um, like steroids for the allergy problem. Mm. Now. Maybe she does have allergies, but this was also her third DUI. Yikes. Um, and rather than doing community service, she elected jail time and she was allowed to go back to California to serve her time, which meant she was in jail for all of about five or six hours. Wow. Because there's no actually prisons in Hawaii. Yeah, I, the the allergy There's thing no doesn't prison? fly with me for one for one reason, and that's just because I don't think Disney would allow it at that point. They, really? they there's no way in hell that once that stuff got out that yeah I mean that's you know uh, yeah. I mean look at look at what happened with James Gunn right they were ready to yank him yeah and it was just the fan support and this is 20 years earlier right right so Bob yeah. Iger or whoever's running it that at that point I'm sure I'm sure you know Disney wants to keep a keep a, a certain face right the illusion right. of yeah. a clean nose exactly yeah. so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if if um, and yeah, it, maybe it's true that both, maybe, maybe she was trying to get out of it and maybe, you know, she, that's just what happened. I mean, but, and let's not forget that Fast and Furious probably pays a hell of a lot more than ha, Disney, right. Disney does. Would you like to hear some fun facts about what happens when you get shot in the abdomen? Sure. No. I hope so. No? <laughs> All right. Well, then earmuffs, Christy. Anyway. All right. The degree of tissue disruption caused by a bullet projectile is related to the cavitation that it creates as it passes through the body. A bullet with sufficient energy will have a cavitation effect in addition to the penetrating track injury. As the bullet <laughs> passes through tissue, initially it crushes and then it lacerates, and the space left forms a cavity called the permanent cavity. Higher-velocity bullets create a pressure wave that forces the tissue away, creating a permanent cavity the size of the bullet's caliber, and a temporary cavity, referred to as the secondary, which is often many times larger than the bullet itself. The temporary ca cavity is the stretching of the tissue around the bullet's wound track, which momentarily leaves a space caused by high pressures surrounding the projectile uh, that is accelerating through your body, essentially. Handgun bullets, sense. which is what Michael was holding, will generally travel in a relatively straight line or make one turn if a bone is hit. Uh, upon travel through deeper tissue, high-energy rounds may become unstable as they decelerate, and they can start to tumble, which is called a pitch-in-yaw. So it's just kind of churning around in your abdomen at this point. As the bullet's energy is absorbed, that is, how, is what is causing the stretching and the tearing of the tissues in your abdomen. So the immediate damaging effect of a gunshot wound in the abdomen is typically going to be severe bleeding with the potential for hypovolemic shock. What hypovolemic shock means is that not enough blood is getting to your organs. So as your blood is spilling out of your body, it's not going to major organs that you need to survive. They start 
suffocating, essentially, because they have no uh, oxygen, and they start dying. And so um, if you... Oh, sorry. One more thing. Here are the organs that a bullet may bounce around in when you're shot in the abdomen. The stomach, the small intestine, the colon, the liver, the spleen, the pancreas, the kidneys, the spine, the diaphragm, and the descending aorta. So if you get shot there, you're in real fucking trouble. Um, Plus various abdominal vessels and nerves, and that's why there's so much blood, because it's tearing through all different kinds of vessels in your your abdomen. Um, So... In addition to severe bleeding, if you are shot in the abdomen, you may also release your bowels, uh, have some organ rupture, have your respiratory Lovely. system compromised, and neurological deficits because it's ripping about you know nerves up in your abdomen. The most crucial initial evaluation of a gunshot wound to the abdomen abdomen is whether or not there's uncontrolled bleeding, inflammation of the peritoneum or a spillage of bowel contents, which sounds fucking horrible. If any of those things are to happen, you need to be in surgery basically immediately, or you are going to die. Here's the interesting part about it, though. As far as the, the way these women were shot, none of those things happen. And as it used to be medical practice that if you were shot in the abdomen, you'd go directly to the ER... That's not actually the case now, because if you're not having any of those three things, uncontrolled bleeding, inflammation of the peritoneum, or spillage of bowel contents, you may actually be fine and stable to wait to have x-rays and an ultrasound done to check for fragmentation of the bullets, to decide whether or not you need surgery, and whether they're going to go in to take the bullet out, which is not always necessary. They also need to check Um, your insurance status. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so overall, typically a shot to the abdomen, if you can avoid those severe conditions, is not necessarily life-threatening, uh, and mm. you can often survive them. And uh, I don't know that's if I say often, that. often survive that. That seems a little optimistic. And that's not even uh, a hollow Yeah, point. That you're right. I mean, I didn't look <laughs> yeah, up any stats, yeah. but that it's possible. You know, it's not like if you get shot in the brain or the heart, you know you're going to die. If you get shot in the abdomen, maybe not, right? I guess maybe you could survive a shot to the heart. It's well, suppose it depends. To Derek, Derek's point that didn't even discuss hollow points or you know. No, oh, I didn't. Holes it's a huge hole stuff. in the back. Yeah. yeah, intention of doing the most damage possible. Uh well, I don't know anything about hollow points. You three yeah. boys, you were you were, ta- know. you were talking about basically a, like a metal case, like a a, a metal yeah. bullet that would hit and then deform and tumble with something like a hollow point. It hits and then the the interior peels away and it it opens it's up and mushrooms. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it mushrooms, and, it, and it, so then it tears you up. Yep. It, it's yeah. meant to just okay. tear your insides up and fragment inside you. So, yeah. That's horrific. That's awful. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah, it looks like they did a study morbid. that 300 patients that had gunshot wounds in the abdomen, and it was 88.3% survival rate. Well, wow. there you go. Yeah. See, Derek's okay. quick on I'm the gonna, Google. I'm going to go with often. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. That sounds often. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hey. Shall we do some best and worst moments? What okay. do you think? Caleb, did you bring, you brought best and worst moments, right? But uh, yes. you weren't going to participate yes, did, in the I rankings? All right. We already, yeah. we already know his best moment. That's yeah. true. Yeah. You did tell us. Yeah. Best moment. Jin with a thumbs up. 
Yeah, the best moment was Jin giving Harley the thumbs up because this this episode is just fucking terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a complete, it's a complete waste of anything. It, it does. Uh, I love you so I'll, much. I'll, 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 get into, I'll get into that. Um, I'll get into that a little bit later, I guess. But yeah, best moment best moment was Jin giving Harley the thumbs up um, because it just seemed like such a just a genuine, sincere kind of friendly gesture. Um, the worst moment. Um, Stop me if I'm if if we're bouncing around or anything like that. But worst moment is uh, obviously Anna Lucia and Sawyer fucking. That's um, your worst yeah, moment gross. out of this whole episode. Wow. Yeah, it's right. detestable. Oh. I, don't, I don't have any particular love for I don't have any particular love for Michelle Rodriguez, and 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 I'm sorry. I know it's I know it's been stated here before, but it, it you know I'm sure they're doing their best to bathe, but like I know. Come I, on, man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sex on the island is going to be gross. It's yeah. just gnarly. Um, yeah, that's true. So yeah, do you want me to keep going or? or how to, I don't uh, nope. We'll do all best and worst moments first, and then we'll come back to gotcha. final impressions and stuff like that. Uh, Derek, how about you? Uh, my best moment was Jin's thumbs up as well, because yeah, there was not much that's best great. moments in this episode, and the worst moment was Michael murdering Anna Lucia and Libby. Okay. Yeah, I had it my worst moment. moment. Yeah, I had my worst moment also is I just wrote down Michael chooses murder. Um, but my best moment, I, I do love the thumbs up as well. But I chose Libby, uh, the moment that Libby is uh, kind of understanding and gentle with Hurley when she realizes that he forgot the blankets and didn't think of wine. And, and she's just so nice to him. Uh, so I love that moment. I'm going to cherish it since, you know, then she got shot. Um, goes on. Yeah, Ben, how about you? <laughs> My favorite scene was actually the airport scene with Christian Shepard and Anna Lucia. It was really nice. okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just uh, I don't know. There was something about it. It was, it was it was kind of fun. It was a little whimsical. It was you know it was pathetic, but there was a sort of it, it felt like very very counter to a lot of the rest of the episode. Insofar as like the mood itself of that part was fairly it was fairly light and sort of like um, you know the idea of of escaping your troubles and all that type of stuff. So I kind of like that as a, as a foil to the rest of the episode. My least favorite was just the killing of the lady folk. I mean, we're at the point now where it's like, it's like l- season two lost sausage island. Like she's killing off all the women. Yeah, two two, two, women. two hot yes. girls. You know, yep. so unforgivable, yeah. Michael. All right, Christy, how about you? Uh, my best moment was when Michael shot Anna Lucia. <laughs> wow, of course. <laughs> Knew it. Oh, Jesus. All right. Yeah, when she got shot, the first thing I thought was like, Christy's probably like, (laughs) (laughs) bitch is gone. Well, you know what? Uh, I said the same thing when Anna Lucia shot Shannon. I celebrated that. (laughs) That broke my heart because Shannon had been, you know, becoming a better person. It didn't matter. This is now the best. Because this but, is now a horror movie. Girls have sex. They're fucking dead. And then they die. Yeah. Shannon did it. Libby couldn't even get to it. She was about to get to it. She was about to go to the cursed beach where Saeed has taken Shannon before. And she died. Hurley forgot the blankets. And so she yep. died. Yep. So don't you think, though, don't you think that, uh, I mean, Anna Lucia, she, she redeemed herself slightly. She chose not to murder Henry when, like, murder seems to be her reaction to everything before. Yeah. So but I think there was a slight was, redeeming there. It goes back to what I was saying. There's no, there's no dr- actual driving force for behind that. 
Yeah. yeah it's just, right. uh, now I think uh, now I think about things differently, which is well. Can't you just, just be like exhausted from being a killer? Maybe I don't know. I've never killed you, anybody. You, no, I mean, sure you can, and and I and, I, and again, I, I want to make some of these connections like that we've discussed. But I think it's like the whole thing at her at the end where she's like, I can't keep doing this or whatever. Or yeah, whatever she says, it's like we've only seen you do this once. Yeah. Does this mean that there's a trail of bodies behind you? Like, Maybe. <laughs> No, yeah, but no, that's no, true. there's not. That's the thing. There's no, not, actually, like, yeah. there is because she shot uh, Jason, the guy who had shot her, um, and then she killed um, what's his face? One Good, of the Goodwin killed. Who she Goodwin thought. killed himself. Goodwin yeah. Bradley handled that. Like she didn't actually yes. kill him. She right. she would have though. But but the other guy who was one of the actual tailies who she thought was one of the others. Oh um, yeah, she okay. didn't kill him. Goodwin killed him. Goodwin snapped oh, his neck. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, That's okay. Right. okay. She, 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 dug, yeah. she dug a gargantuan hole in the span of like two hours that she couldn't have right. done with yeah. a fucking <laughs> shot. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Dude, nice <laughs> All right. Shall we do some characters? <laughs> well, wait. Uh, so wait, my, wait, my wait, best, wait. My best oh. moment was Michael shooting Anna, but my worst oh, right. moment... Worst moment. ...was Michael shooting Libby. Oh, yeah. That's pretty fucking sad. Yeah, and oh, I will no. I will bring this up now. The uh, one of the interesting things about Libby's character, uh, FYI, uh, uh, Derek, it's not the last time you're going to see her. She is the only character in Lost whose backstory is explored after she's dead. Well, see, I was going to say that because after she was shot and killed, I wanted to find out, you know, what was she doing in the mental hospital? Right. Right. So so that storyline is explored even after uh, she is dead and her, and her character is unique in that way. So, um all right. Give us your best character uh and worst characters and fucking kill uh, Derek. Uh, best character is Hurley, just because I like the whole interaction with him and Libby before her murder. And then I like uh, second was Jack. Um, and then third was Anna Lucia. Okay. Because you know, she didn't resort to murder with him, you know, <laughs> Henry. Worst <laughs> character, of course, was Michael. Yeah. Then Henry. And then Sawyer. He was just kind of annoying at times in this episode for me <laughs> like okay. always yeah so interestingly enough i also had anna lucia in my top three the same way you did i had her third uh because she didn't choose murder this time and also just to annoy christy uh i had Li <laughs> i had libby as my second because of the way she was handled hurley and i i have henry as my top character and i want to explain what? why so over the last few episodes, uh, we've all been putting Henry in the bottom except for Ben. And he kept putting Henry as the best character. And the more and more I thought about it, the more I realized, I think some of the episodes I was grading him on the way his character was acting, but but not grading him on how much I was enjoying his character, which I think yes. is what Ben was doing. And so I had a change of heart. And so I put him first. He, I mean, he actually had some pretty fucking hilarious lines in this episode, but I put him as first to 
kind of make up a little bit for the fact that I'd put him in the bottom a few times. And so that's my explanation for that. Because he really is a fabulous fucking character. And Michael oh, I Emerson do like his oh, yeah. character. Great. I do. I do like, you know. Yeah. Well, and there's no rules for how we rate these. So we're allowed to right. do, you know, what we want. Uh, worst yep. character, I had Michael. And then I had Christian second. And I didn't have a third worst. I just was really very angry at those two people this episode. I, um... Oh, did you do fucking kill, Derek? No, I didn't. Do your fucking kill, and then I'll do mine. <clears throat> so my fuck will be Anna, Lucy, and Libby. You know, give them one on the way out of the, off the <laughs> island. <laughs> yeah, a lot more holes to choose from. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Playing a game of and, six uh, hole. <laughs> yeah, and Libby, five on uh, Anna. Or is it four? Uh, but anyways, and uh, Depends I'm going to kill Michael, of course. Yeah. Well, it's the exit wound. I forgot about that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I tried to. I tried to. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I just thought about it. Like when 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 Michael shot uh, shot Anna Lucia, you could you could probably see like the Sawyer leaking out of her. Oh god! Oh my god! His seed. Okay. Oh. When I said when I said six hole, I meant so the two of like them a combined. Truck rally. Oh. <laughs> I meant, I meant the two of them combined, and then I tried to take a hit of weed, and you started talking about That'd fucking their bullet hole, holes, and I lost yeah, it. Nine hole. Nine hole. Okay. Is that the back nine or the front nine? <laughs> oh. Well, they're both back enders, so that's true. That's true. All right, so I am fucking uh, Caleb. Caleb called it. I am. I'm fucking Anna and Sawyer. I'm having a threesome. We're doing some fighting and fucking, and it's gonna be great. And then right after that, Doobie. I'm gonna kill Michael. Cause like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? The fuck? We'll yep. explore that one in two weeks. At but. least he's not ineffective. I mean, he's been such well, an ineffectual so. shit. It's it sucks that he has to do it this way. But at least he's. At least he didn't yell out. <laughs> Walt! Before he Walt! He's my son! Oh my gosh. <laughs> that would have been uh, amazing. If he, if he guns Libby down, then he just gets over her while she's laying and goes, He's my son! Walt's my son! <laughs> and pops another couple into her. <laughs> Walt! <laughs> <laughs> For Walt! <laughs> oh god. All right. Christy, what's your rankings so, look like this week? <clears throat> Um, I'm going to make an addition, so this will have a slight effect on the spreadsheet that's already been filled out. Whoops. Um, my top three, I'm going Hurley, Jack, and Libby. Okay. Um, my bottom three are Michael, Anna, and Sawyer. Um, I'm going to fuck Libby pre-being shot. I hope. Um, the fact <laughs> that you had to clarify that is... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Chrissy's I'm gonna, gonna get I'm, down there and take the pain away. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I'm gonna go with uh, with Michael, and I'm gonna kill Anna. Wow. All right. Anna oh, hatred is there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Benjamin, why don't you uh, give us your rankings and then update us uh, on the fly since Christy just changed hers uh, yep. as to what the rankings look like this week. Caleb didn't do rankings because they wouldn't count. I, am, so. I, I, I can't oh, no, recalculate. I I I, actually, like, I, I'm sorry. I did best character and all that stuff. I just didn't. I saw Christy filling in a spreadsheet or something, and I didn't think. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so the spread. No, no, no. Yeah. So the spreadsheet is what calculates it. So gotcha. that's what it doesn't count. But if you wrote them down, yeah, let's hear Caleb's and then we'll we'll move to bed. What did, what did you, you have? If he wants to. No, 
Okay. My show. Okay. <laughs> uh, best character, I, I had Henry. Um, okay. Uh, and the reason for that is because he's a couple of different reasons. One is that he's got some of the best material to, to chew on. Like he's connected clearly to like the main narrative, right? So mm-hmm. it's they the so that's where the best stuff is gonna be. They handle him with care. They handle him with care because the rest of this episode mm-hmm. is just shit. But you also get to see how manipulative he can be, and mm-hmm. and uh, that actor just really kind of I thought I th- I thought he was the best thing in the episode kind of overall. Hurley was my next best character, um, just because he's so you know, like chill and he's early, you know, uh, yeah. and then of course, Jin because of the thumbs up. Um, and right. then that's just indicative again. That's just, just saying how bad I thought this episode was that <laughs> none of the rest of them were in there. Um, I do have an honorable mention for Christian Shepard, uh, which I'll explain in a minute. Okay. Um, my worst character was Anna Lucia. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and, I'm not, and I'm not saying that, uh, be, because my wife, um, literally, like I said, there's no connective tissue or, or very tenuous connective tissue in her writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of Michelle Rodriguez as an actress, but I mean, I could excuse that away by saying maybe she's just working with, you know, bad material and a bad director. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But um, so I also have Jack uh, because I actually don't remember why I had Jack, to be honest with you. But as I a worse character. Interesting. As a worse character. Okay. And I think it was just, I think it was just because, um, he's just kind of an ass in this episode. Like it just felt out of character in a lot of ways. I, I, I think. No, that's completely in character. I believe. <laughs> yeah. okay. I did like that. He actually apologized to Locke saying he and Saeed were right about Henry. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. True. I start, guess he did. You know, yeah. Get off of that. Um, and then another worst character was Locke. Um, because I, I, I go back and forth with Locke because they, yes. they paint him as this person who's extremely capable and intelligent and this and that. And then the minute somebody is like, you know, basically trying to manipulate him, he falls for it instantly. And yeah, yep. that's a, that's across the entirety of the series. Right. But yeah. Right. That's his history. Like, I mean, look at his dad. Yes. And, and yeah. so that fits. Exactly. Like, out of him. Right. Yeah. But you He's would a, think he would learn at some yeah. point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, uh, and then, and, and here's the thing I have an honorable mention for, for worst character as well, which is also Jack's dad. And I, mm-hmm. I stuck him in there because once again, um, not only is he, he's a foil for, for Henry Gale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels that way in this episode. Um, it, explain because that. Because he's doing the exact same things to Anna Lucia. He's manipulating her. Um, okay. Just like Henry Gale's doing. Um, I think that once again, because Christian Shepard is kind of more integral to the overall, uh, narrative that they've given him a little bit more to work with. And I think that actor just does a, a solid job with pretty much with most of the stuff that he's given. Um, uh, fuck is Kate. It's always going to be Kate. I, I don't know, <laughs> but I do want to make the distinction. I do want to make the distinction that, uh, I would it's fuck Kate, Kate not Evangeline, not Evangeline Lily. Lily. Ah, yes. All right. And Got it. she just went I, off a rocker. Yeah, and I also would fuck Libby, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, well, threesomes then, are allowed. And uh, kill, I would just, I just, I would literally have it here, all of them. Every single one of them. <laughs> 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 Kayla's just 
just gonna just nuke end the, the series island. right here. Yeah. It's, it's just, <laughs> just it's, wipe it, it off. It was just such a oh, poor yeah. episode for so many different reasons. Um, some of them I've already gone over the weak the weak motivation and the problem with the this one in particular is I think that the episodic content wasn't doing enough to drive the seasonal narrative, and I think that really bugged mm. me. Okay. They yeah. spend too much. They spend too much time because I think, as as either Derek or Ben said earlier, it's clearly just their attempt to write Anna Lucia and Libby off the show. Off the, the show. show. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. the ex- that was the express purpose of the yeah. episode. Um, way Don't too be many hasty. flashbacks. Yeah. Uh, way too, too many, many flashbacks. flashbacks. Okay. And I know that that's again something that that gets weird with Lost and whatnot, and can be kind of. And this just might be hindsight, me coming back to it over a few years after mm-hmm. not having watched any of it but and I, again i know it's a cornerstone of the show is them kind of moving through time in these ways but you start to lose an audience when you have too much of it and oh, you yeah. have to do it yeah. really okay. really well see like, i heard some complaints when it was going on oh there's too many flashbacks it's too confusing i'm losing track yeah there's so. there, you, you tend to lose the audience and and that's that's across the board whether it's a movie or tv yeah. or whatever if you have too much, you can get away with one, maybe two, if they're really integral to the plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's way too much back and forth in this one. Um, yeah. And that really bugged me. So, um, And again, I think it's really difficult to paint Anna Lucia as, um, as, as uh, deserving of any sympathy. Um, yeah. And I don't know if that's, again, the fault of... of uh, Michelle Rodriguez, her best scenes in, 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 that I can remember and what I've seen recently as Chrissy's been watching it are with um, her and uh, I'm going to mangle this. Adewale, Akinuye. Yeah, yeah. yeah Echo. 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 Yeah, Echo. Yeah, Echo. yeah. yeah she does. Those, Actually, they have a good scene at the, er, in the beginning of next week's episode. They have a good good scene together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Her, her best work is with, is with those two. They, for some reason have more chemistry between each other Agreed. in my opinion. Agreed. Yeah. So the thing about their relationship is definitely it's the best thing of not Echo's character. He's got a great stuff, but mm-hmm. certainly the best part of Anna Lucia was the Anna Lucia Echo relationship. And unfortunately what happens is once they make it to the originals camp, they and until the scene next week, they just uh it's a like they, they separate. They don't they're mm. Yep. It was like they just sort of had nothing to do with each other once yeah. they reached the original speech. I think, yeah, that was a loss for the show because their uh, yeah, chemistry I feel like the and their writers, relationship. The writers should have seen that because it, it, I got the impression that they really liked each other in real life. Like they just seemed like they, they enjoyed like either that or they were really something about their chemistry together. They should have run with that and they should have been partners in crime on that fucking island. I think they could and have that, done. And a, that makes me wonder if they didn't actually see problems with Michelle Rodriguez coming down the road. And so it might have been intentional that they started yeah. to kind of sideline like, her a bit, alienate her, and stuff. Yeah, separate yeah, yeah. her a little bit. Oh, interesting. That. Yeah, maybe. Or it could just be that the writers are fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, um, Ben Jamin, give us yours and then update the rankings for us, please. Uh, I'm actually going to put Anna Lucia <laughs> as my favorite character. I it's 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 my last time to be able to do that. So. Um, and I'm putting Christian Shepard second. I just enjoyed their little their little foray, their little escape, uh, their little escape plan. Um, then Hurley in third place for uh, just being sort of a I don't know, Hurley trying to be sweet. Hurley, yeah, just being trying to be sweet, but being kind of a dipshit. That was kind of fun. Uh, bottom three, I I really only have one bottom. That's Michael. Just ugh, 
fuck him. I'm going to fuck Anna Lucia uh, before or after. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> doesn't really exist. Uh, are we waiting for the body to get cold? Or we- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm waiting for Sawyer to leak out. And then I'm going to, I'm going to kill Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the rankings. And the rankings are, we still have Mr. Echo in first place with 115 points. He created what looks almost like an insurmountable lead early in the season, but we it do have, so uh, yeah, we've got Hurley jumping into tied second place with Jack at 79 points with Kate in third place. Bottom right. three looking pretty much the same. Mr. Cooper at negative 62, Charlie at negative 61, and Henry Gale at negative 37. However, I would like to show a uh, note that Michael, while not even in the top bottom four or five right now, has gone uh, a 30-point swing just this season or just this episode. Oh, wow. Just this episode? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, a thirty, points, a, a 30 a feeling, point swing into the red. So right, yeah. and I have a feeling he's going to keep digging that hole over the next two episodes. So yeah, alrighty, um, yeah. Okay, so let's do some final impressions. Christy, what do you think of this episode? Um, I agree with Caleb a lot in that it's it was just not a great episode. <laughs> um, and. Uh, Setting my Anna hate aside, I I just think that it was not a great episode um, of of the show hurt you or before, of TV. She definitely can't hurt you now, honey. I know, baby. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I am glad that Anna is dead, um, and I don't have to deal with her much anymore. But yeah, that I mean, I'm just ready to move on to the next episode at this point. Okay. Yeah, I had a couple things about this episode. I didn't hate it as much as some of you, uh, but I, I I did pull out, there were a couple things in here that I thought were great. I enjoyed the interaction between Anna Lucia and Christian, even sort of as pointless as that may have been. They related to each other in a way that, um, I, you know, the, the parent-child kind of conflict, I, I enjoyed seeing the continuity in that. I found that interesting. Um, but other than that, really two big things. Michael, what the fuck? And also, Jack has a sister? Is that what we're finding out in this episode? That's my biggest takeaway, is like, wait a second, Jack has an Australian sister, what the fuck? Um... So I'm always like, when I watch the show, I'm always pulling out those little nuggets of, wait a second, is that something we'll ever find out about? Or is that one of the other million things that just get let go in this show? Which, you know, after season six, we'll talk about that. Um, but yeah, that, that was sort of where I landed uh, on the episode. I didn't hate it. I thought, again, another shocking ending. I love when they do that. Uh, I didn't like that it was Libby that got shot. and But um, yeah, I don't think I hated it as much as everybody else. Uh Caleb, you want to tell us some more about how the writing was terrible? Uh, I, I, think, I, 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 feel, I feel like Caleb already did did a wrap up. Kind of, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I think yeah. I yeah, overplayed it there. Sorry, I felt, <laughs> felt my hand. Uh, no, that's all right. My hand. No, no, no. it's uh, no, it just again. I, I think it's it's uh, it's an outlier episode, right? Because, like I said, there's so little of the main narrative that runs yeah. through it that every, and every, so everything else feels tacked on an extraneous that it really does mm-hmm. feel like, uh, they just a filler. Yeah. A yeah. filler. And they were confronted with the fact that 
uh, Cynthia Watros and uh, Michelle Rodriguez were going away, so they had to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever the motivations behind any of that was, or you know, whatever, but it felt like they uh, just had to do something. And I hate to say this, but in a lot of this series, it feels like the writers get into a place where they just have to get something on paper. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's unfortunate. You can you can go and find a lot of speculation about this. Um, I think a, you could place a lot of the blame on Damon Lindelof and J.J. Abrams, to be quite frank. J.J. Um, Abrams' philosophy of the mystery box, which you, you guys have ever looked into, is really just... It, it doesn't work anymore. And I don't think it ever worked as well as he thought it did. Um, See, I, I love JJ Abrams. I really do. But I'm, I'm interested to hear your criticism of that. I would look into the mystery box. Maybe that's something. Yes. There, there again for the Caleb keeps setting me up for the pre-show. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. Look, look into the mystery box and, and he's actually, I, I want to say he's presented uh, kind of how that works for him. Not, I don't think it's in a Ted talk. It might've been in a con or something like that, but uh-huh. um. It's essentially the essential idea is that you put a bunch of characters into a box and you don't tell them what's outside the box, and then one by one you introduce things outside of the box. Okay, what's in the box? Exactly. <laughs> um, and I think he, I think he likes to see it as one of those like Plato's cave kind of analogs, but it's really mm-hmm. not. Like he, he really, I, I think, I think it it can work, but I and I think it may have worked for him kind of early on. But uh-huh. then you get into situations like Star Trek Into Darkness where everybody knew that Benedict Cumberbatch was Khan and he's out there saying, no, 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 that's we're doing them. It's not in the mystery box and this and that. And it's like, dude, okay. we, yeah. we know damn well what's going on here. So, I think And he, he I was think great he, in that as Khan, by the way. I loved that yeah, movie. He's, he's, Abrams is a good producer. And I think that a lot of the stuff that he does, uh, and, and honestly, I think he's a, a very, a fairly capable director too. I like his style. I like some of his sensibilities, but at this point, if I'm if I'm being honest with myself, uh, I think he's going down a road where he's this generation's Michael Bay. I think there's Oof. a lot of style over substance. Ooh. Uh, and yeah, that's not I, good. I, I, I haven't seen i I haven't seen the growth in him that I think a lot of people expected. Oh, um, interesting. Don't get me wrong; he's not he's not M Night Shyamalan bad. I was just <laughs> going to say the same <laughs> thing. Oh my when God. you when you start at the top and then just dive off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have theories about that too, but that's the story for another day. But yeah, um, all right. <laughs> so I think that I think that Lost, um, I think Lost suffers from a few things, and one I think probably the biggest thing it actually suffers from is uh, how big of a hit it became overnight. I don't think they were expecting that. Okay. Um, yeah. I think they were they were at the time. J.J. Abrams was only known for um, Alias, I think. Yes, and, uh, another uh, show I I love, which is it's. It, it is what it is. Uh, again, another show that had probably 50 filler episodes that you did not need, <laughs> uh-huh. for sure. And, <laughs> I mean, and we can talk about whether that's indicative of there being, you know, TV shows now, particularly on streaming, are, you know, six, eight, ten episodes, sometimes right. a little bit more. You're not getting 26 seasons per episode, or 26 episodes per Yeah, season. you're not having to fill that, like, September to May right. Uh, because people will just power through eight episodes and yeah. be happy with and, it. And yeah, it's a whole different still world. Spin their wheels, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Some of those shows still spin their wheels. So, uh, so I think that this episode is just simply a, a, a victim of uh, the sh- the show's success and um, the writers having to, like I said, pivot quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, because of the schedule, some of these shows are on not having enough time to 
to make it work. And, and unfortunately, yeah. I, I think you're going to see that a lot more across the next few seasons. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, our friends it, over at Lost the Plot, Dave and Ado, Ado uh, is pretty uh, adamant about how the writers had no idea what they were doing right up until the end. I'm not sure I agree with that so much, but you can you can definitely tell I, they were flying by the seat of their pants in uh, certain episodes for sure. I, here's another thing for you to look in there. I believe there's actually a quote from Damon Lindelof or one of the other producers or one of the other writers, and mm-hmm. they say we don't we didn't have an idea. We 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 had an idea, and then it. It's, we didn't have any fucking clue what we were doing with it. Yeah. I believe yeah. That that's, that's obviously a paraphrase and probably a, overstating it. But if you look for the, if you look for it, you can find them saying, yeah, we, we had no idea what we were doing. This um, week's going to be a I, long I, pre-show. I got all kinds of stuff to Google now. So. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, anyways, I, I, I just didn't like the episode that much. Yeah. Well, you know, they can't all be hits. <laughs> uh, who haven't we heard from Ben? What's your final impression? Um, I, so I won't go so much into like the, the, the behind the scenes. Cause I think there's, there's a lot of why this episode wasn't strong. I think like I'll, I'll, I'm going to focus more on why I'll say how this episode wasn't strong. And it's, okay. I think it's because there's, there's two components to all of these. There's always the, there's the, the flashbacks and then there's the, the sort of the, the present. And in most cases, the best episodes are where the, the present is in some ways a mirror or a reflection of the past the, you, you see, you see what is happening in the present driven by what is happening in the past. And this one, you have too much of what's happening in the past. It doesn't connect enough to what is happening in the present and neither of them provide enough lift for the show. So it, the show just can't go anywhere. It just sort of sputters throughout. And to me, this whole thing feels like a really, really bad joke with a really good punctuation mark at the end of it. And that's really it. Bang, bang. A couple characters are dead. Oh, you know, it was not a strong episode. It I think that they, they salvage it a bit at the end with a holy shit moment. But all in all, all that's really happened is we I think anyone knew there was some sh- some shady shit going on with Michael anyway. So it's not really that surprising. Um mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it was a. I think it was a filler up. It felt like a placeholder. Um, I feel like they could have done well, what they did, did in forty minutes. They could have done in, in fifteen. Well, so remember, like we've only got in this season, we've got what four episodes after this, and we found the same. I feel like at the end of season one, where they had these kind of lull filler yes. sort of episodes leading up to the big yeah. holy shit finale. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that seems to be a parallel so far. I think both what, seasons that we've done is are, it, are it, looking that way. Is it feels like it feels like if if you write something and you write like you write the the, the narrative in the present, and then you think about that, and then you, you you come up with the struggles and all that type of stuff, and then you sort of write the past to be a reflection of it. But it feels like what they're doing is they're writing the past, and then they're trying to create the present off of that, which it doesn't it doesn't feel like it works that way. It, co- it becomes hmm. recursive. So like yeah. it's yeah. I. Yeah, it just wasn't a very strong episode. It did not have lift under the wings. You're right. And, and all, all, particularly all serialized shows are going to have those filler episodes. There's yeah, always going to be a break from that main narrative. Yeah. But this just, it just didn't work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Derek, why don't you tell us what are your final impressions this week, and what kind of questions do you have? Yeah, I'm kind of, this was like just a meh episode. I mean, except for the ending, of course. And it was sad um, because, you know, Anna Libby are killed. I know one person Christy doesn't care about, but. (laughs) 
And <laughs> it was sort of surprising. <laughs> it was a little surprising that Michael was the one who did it. But yeah, like seeing, you know, the lead up to this episode, I wasn't too shocked. And I feel for Hurley because, you know, he really liked Libby and was you know, almost going to close the deal. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, and I know he'll be really devastated when he finds out she was killed. And I have two questions. One I kind of answered myself during, you know, after watching the episode was like, why did Michael murder Anna and Libby and set Henry free? And my theory is that the others gave him no choice to get Walt back. You know, they basically okay. said probably. So you're already thinking you're you're forgiving yeah. him that much. Like, okay, he's not a psycho, but this is probably yeah, he just what's didn't do going it on. Randomly, like honestly, I had to kill him right. and set Henry free. Right. Yeah. The other like bigger question, I guess, would be is who is Jack's sister? Oh, Where'd see, you picked from? up on yeah. that too. All right. Uh, so that first question will be explored in the next couple of episodes. Uh, that second question, hang tight, my friend. We'll get there, but it's going to be a while. All right. <laughs> next week. Speaking of punctuation, it's Lost Season 2, Episode 21, entitled Question Mark. It's another from our favorite guy, Mr. Echo, and my favorite guy, Ben. Uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, Al. Lost in My 40s is a Space Bear Media production. Executive produced and edited by me, Lacey J. Sound engineering, editing, and original music by Benjamin Trim. Like and follow Lost in My 40s on Facebook to interact with your hosts. Plus, follow Space Bear Media on YouTube to watch our episode pre-shows. You can also find us at SpaceBear underscore media on Instagram and Twitter. Or... Come to our website, spacebearmedia.com.